0: Hello and welcome to the Convenience Mix podcast brought to you by ConvenienceStore.co.uk, Lumina Intelligence and The Grocer. Here we'll be focusing on the key trends and topics impacting the UK convenience sector. Each episode takes, sees us take a deep dive into a key industry topic and share the latest data, news and insight, giving retailers, suppliers and wholesalers the information needed to support business critical decision. My name is Ronan Hegarty, news editor at The Grocer. And I'm delighted to be joined by uh, Blonnie Wist, Inside Director at Lumen Intelligence. Hi, Blonnie.
1: Hi, Ronan.
0: And Aidan Fortune, Editor of ConvenienceStore.co.uk. Hey there, Ronan. So um, the key issue that really is dominating every part of uh, many people's lives right now is the cost of living crisis. Coming up, we'll be talking to a couple of special guests to get their views uh, from the wholesale and the retail sectors on how they're dealing with the pressures of trading in the current economic climate. But let's start with you, Blonnie. How are convenience consumers feeling about the economic situation right now?
1: I think fair to say worried. And we've seen through our data that it's certainly impacting behaviour already. And that's really as inflation grows ahead of convenience average spend. So, of course, we've seen inflation grow by almost eight percentage points in April relative to last year. And this is forecast to reach 11 percent by October. Whereas when we look at convenience average spend, we're seeing growth of just five percent quarter and quarter. So although it could look like average spend is, is healthy and increasing, it's clearly not matching quite the same rates that inflation is growing. And we're seeing consumers become a lot more value led. Um, So as part of our convenience tracking data, we don't just ask about behaviors. We also ask about attitudes that inform a person's core values. So we really don't expect these sorts of metrics to change over time very much because they really represent a person's core principles and and don't fluctuate much. But what we have seen is a really notable rise in price-led values. So we've actually seen price-led behaviors increase by two percentage points. So it's not just impacting the consumer's short-term behaviors. This is actually a message that's become quite ingrained and is really changing how they're behaving. And one of the ways we've seen that come um, into convenience market now is through more own-label shopping. So we've seen a lot more engagement with own-label brands since the turn of the year. So we've seen it go from 3.8% last June to 4.7% now. And we've seen that average spend is, is quite a lot lower um, in convenience on own label, about 40p less, 45p less per item. So as price is really growing importance, they're, they're looking to ensure I guess, maximum value for money. So I think there'll be a few ways in which we see convenience really change uh, the shape of the market.
0: Okay. And Aidan, um, you've got your ear to the ground. What are you hearing from retailers that you're talking to?
2: They're finding it hard to be honest. Um, as well as prices the price of running a business rising, the price of products are rising and the retailers are at the cold face of it. Um, customers, they don't want the political <laughs> political science lecture every time they buy a, a litre of milk. So retailers have to bear the brunt of explaining why the milk is is cost more than it did last week. And it's incredibly wearing on these retailers. And um, I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of retailers, and they seem to be just working more to keep the lights on. Um, and that means, you know, cutting staff or putting a freeze on staff hiring, uh, taking on more themselves. It's a, it's a very troubling time for convenience retailers at the moment.
0: Yeah, it's certainly a challenge. I mean, and it's not just convenience retailers, is it? It's, I mean, we're seeing this across all retailers and some of the very high-profile spats. We're seeing the likes of uh, Tesco clashing with major suppliers on cost increases and, and things like that. So, um, you know, this is something that's happening across all um All all retailers, all sectors. But uh, let's let's hear from uh, a retailer now. So uh, yeah, Eden, I believe you spoke to cost cutter and simply fresh retailer Chaz Chahal um, about the impact of uh, rising energy fuel costs and also some of the ways he and retailers can sort of try and reduce
3: their spending.
4: Hi, Chaz. Thanks for joining us. So how badly has your business been impacted by rising costs?
3: Um, It's a mixed bag, uh, to be honest. It's not easily translatable to offset or increase costs into sort of pricing, and just think that everything's going to be okay um, because the rising cost in running a business is coming from all different angles. Um, living wage every year, and obviously the newest one and the biggest one in the news is you know electricity within the convenience sector. Obviously we've seen the you know the new sort of rise of delivery charges coming into the sector, and then you look at sort of normal operational costs for ourselves. You know if we go now in our van to lock top up our store the cost of diesel, um, so there's a whole multitude of different factors that are impacting our business, and it ain't as easy as saying, "I want to put the price and everything to cover the cost," because the customers, obviously, who, who who are our you know our lifeline, are ultimately feeling the the squeeze as well. So they're going to be shopping around more, um, and it just means that every time we're downloading our sort of product updates, and we're seeing all these products going up in cost. In a case of just literally like, no you know, um, just keying in what the recommended retail price would be, you're just having to scrutinise sort of product by product, line by line to make sure that we're making enough margins so the business is viable and you know profitable, but at the same time, making sure the product still is perceived as good value because the customers are going to have to shop around a- as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so, so that's the sort of dynamics we're facing. Quite a challenge.
4: You mentioned that rising costs are hitting everyone. Have you noticed a change in shopper behaviour?
3: Yes and no. Um, it's hard to tell because w- when you're running a lot of, say, you know, when you're trying your best, you're running a lot of special offers. The customers will less likely to say, you know, if certain things feel expensive because, you know, if, if, if they're being promiscuous and they're just, you know, topping up the basket with special offers as well as your everyday items. But customers are noticing the sort of the, the staple items like bread, milk, eggs. Um, and although when you're sort of in the ballpark of what the recommended retail prices is in the marketplace, they're not complaining. Um, they are commenting that how expensive it is getting for them to do a basket shop. Um, and whereas before, say, a customer might, and I'm going to give you an example, so if you put in six, seven items, eight items in their basket, they might be doing five or six. And right now we can't measure that because it's like happening week on week. And, you know, it's hard to sort of you know, micromanage these numbers until, you know, maybe six months Probably be better to look at them six months later down the line. And of the factors you've
4: mentioned, which is hitting you the hardest?
3: I would say they're all hitting us hardest. I just think that, I think it's the ones that you don't expect. So, for example, you know we're fortunate enough to be members of Costco to, um, and Simply Fresh, so our delivery charges have been waived. But once something like this sets into the sector, it's it's there to stay. It's very, very unlikely that you know it's going to be phased out. But when you factor in what, for example, Booker Retail did with you know members paying 30 pound delivery. And you've got you know if you've got three deliveries a week and that's a hundred pound a week straight five thousand pound a year you're paying for deliveries to store um that's a lot of money isn't it you know that's a lot of um cost to the business to absorb um you know and likewise if you are going out then you have a van or you've got a vehicle to go out and top up your store the cost of diesel now you know the latest one i've seen today uh when i was on road is one pound 89 a litre for diesel um when i filled up my van last week it cost us about 140 quid 135 quid and <laughs> I'd never known it to be, you know, so high. So it's it's coming from all angles. Um, and, you know, just I'll give you one example. Like, um, when we're looking at making savings from different parts of the business, I suppose the classic one is what consumes the most power in our store. And for a large majority of convenience stores, it's um, our chiller cabinets, isn't it, and our freezers. Um, now, just last week, I heard from a, uh, another retailer, who I won't name, who tweaked up his beers and wines uh, cabinets because if they are operating at five degrees you don't need them really at five you can have them at seven or eight and apparently every one degree you increase in your chiller cabinet makes a quite a big saving on how much you know what power it consumes now for alcohol even seven eight degrees gives a good chill in a bottle of wine or, or, or a four pack of beers and he's a member of a uh, symbol stroke franchise group and when he had an audit done he was uh, marked down for that uh, because they said if all the, chiller, the chillers were to break down and you had to put some food in there or some milk in there, um, it wouldn't be safe. And I just think di- just the classic lack of, you know, it's just a classic example of a lack of thought from head office operations who don't understand how business is run. And, you know, if if that retailer's milk chiller had broken down and, and moved products across, you know, just to keep the milk cold, I'm sure he would tweak it down by a couple of degrees, do you know what I mean? And, you know, I just think um, things like that, just show that um, more support from symbol groups is needed and more sort of
4: you know uh, help really and besides monitoring energy consumption what else are you doing to reduce the pain of rising costs it's really hard because I think
3: well unfortunately most you know three of my stores are all sort of modern um, most of our cabinets if not all of our cabinets have doors on um, all our lighting is LED um, all our sort of stockroom lights are sort of uh motion sensored so you know a lot of things turn off when they shouldn't be so when you're doing all of those things you know you, there's not much more you can do really um we do sort of you know we, we also start of, we're looking at measuring a consumption of our you know slush machines for example because they're working day and night so you, you know you've got to make some tough decisions are they profitable or you know do you use them for say maybe four months of the year or six months of the year um because every item that's got you know i mean you sort of compressor in there, it's going to be consuming a lot of power.
4: And you mentioned delivery costs from certain symbol groups. Could that be a tipping point for someone switching perhaps?
3: I think no matter what we think about the convenience sector, many retailers do stay loyal to their symbol groups because it's not very easy to move operationally from, you know, you can move, okay, okay it is easy, easier to move from symbol to symbol, but it's very hard to run a good operation if you change symbol groups. So therefore, I think a lot of retailers do think twice or think three times over
4: whether to make that jump from a support point of view, what more could be done by suppliers and symbol groups?
3: I think first things first, if you look at just the product cost itself, I think for some reason, although the, the cost of products is going up in the price mark, you know, if you if just look at the price mark packed products, the price mark has gone up to reflect the increased cost in, you know, in the economy. I find it really frustrating and really bizarre how margins aren't being maintained. Um, and... If the customers are happy to pay, I don't know, say, as like example, a soft drink has gone from one pound to one o nine or one fifteen, and the consumer happy to pay, then surely that fifteen or twenty p increase in the price mark should mean that you know the margins maintained, if not slightly increased, So there's more share for the the manufacturer, the supplier, and the retailer. But you know, we're seeing far too often um, in the marketplace the margin in price mark decreasing and. I just don't know how what world suppliers or manufacturers live in. If they think that we can we can operate businesses on low margin, it's just not gonna, it just doesn't work.
4: Before all this is over, could you see retailers leaving the industry?
3: It's possible, but you know, if I am going to paint a little brighter ending to this gloomy uh, <laughs> input I've given you today, it might be the fact that if consumers are going to be spending less, there might be. Um, visiting smaller stores more often to buy little and often again Um, even the customers who probably maybe traditionally kept to the supermarket model and buying doing a big weekly shop maybe they might dilute their spend a bit and you know top up little and often and you know I'm hoping that comes into play because if the last two years of the pandemic has shown the public that you know local stores are you know they're at their service and you know do do a good job
4: maybe that's a good place to end it there on a slightly more positive note thank you very much for your time Chaz
3: Chaz Chahal there and
0: uh uh, good to hear there's not all doom and gloom there. Um, indeed, to back up Chaz's point, um, we're already seeing some shifting consumer behaviour that could signal some good news for convenience retailers. Many retailers, of course, will start budgeting more and switch some of their purchases in large supermarkets and the discounters, but there will also be people cutting back on going out more. You know, I'm sure it's an even more worrying time for operators of bars and restaurants, and we certainly wish them well in the, after the few years they've had. But uh, for the grocer... Um, and the grocery sector you know we're, we're seeing people you know going, turning more to scratch cooking seeing a range of fresh products and so convenience um, stores are seeing a real surge in this area um, do you think there's anything else retailers should be thinking of in the short term about reducing costs and getting the ranges right
2: oh, can i give two answers please Ron? <laughs> the angry answer is um offering retailers range advice at this time is it's akin came to suggesting to a struggling family that they need to budget better. Um, proper action needs to happen. <laughs> uh, every household is getting a four hundred pound energy uh, discount over the over the next few months. Um, there's no similar scheme for businesses. So where is the where where is the the central support for small businesses uh, in the UK at the moment? It's it's quite uh, shocking and appalling how they're being treated, especially after supporting the country and communities for two years during the pandemic um one tabloid which i will not name recently uh suggested that re- re- consumers not shop in convenience stores because of the price um and that's to be honest is just a slap in the face for independent retailers my less angry answer is um Thankfully, sea stores do well in times of economic downturn, in terms of people buying more often but less. Um, I think we're looking at a return of a big night in and fakeaways, which um, kind of, which backs up yeah, your, your uh, grosser piece uh, uh, earlier this week about scratch cooking. Um, so if retailers can tailor their range to cash in on this trend, they can certainly mitigate some of the, the losses and struggles they may be feeling at the moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and you mentioned obviously Blonie earlier own label, um, that's obviously going to be crucial. Um, anything, any other sort of things that retailers need to be sort of really focusing on at this time?
1: Yeah, I think it's a real challenge because consumers are choosing which shops to visit based on good prices, and we're seeing that actually grow week on week. So it's currently the second fastest growing need for convenience shoppers. That's after being close to where they live or work, Um, and it's also the second largest in absolute terms. So it's always been important. It's only becoming more important. Um, And I appreciate it's a real challenge, especially at the more independent side, but we've seen some positive moves from managed, which I think um, shows that there are steps being taken. So for example, co-op launching an honest value range, um, which allows stores to ensure that they're able to offer affordable options for more budget-conscious shoppers who want to make savings. And also Tesco launched their cost of living campaign to target club card holders. So maybe it's more in sort of the marketing messages, the types of promotions you're running, rather than necessarily a, a totally new range
0: yeah absolutely and of course retailers um you know i mean sure sometimes they must must feel like they are completely on their own in all of this but uh thankfully they're they're, they're not always and uh, you know the uh, key key to any sort of uh, successful retailer is a good close relationship with uh, with their wholesaler and uh, you know Many will be looking right now for their wholesaler of choice to support them more. Um, Wholesalers, of course, will be having negotiations with suppliers and trying to do what they can to keep prices down. Uh, With that in mind, you know, I I spoke to Bestway Wholesale MD Dawood Pervez for his take on it. Welcome to the podcast, Dawood.
5: Hi, Ronan. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, not a problem. So, Dawood, we're here really because uh, the story that's been gripping... Pretty much, all, you know, all news media and including ours is is the cost of living crisis, and uh, we wanted to touch on that from a, a wholesale and a, and a convenience perspective. So, who better than somebody like yourself, who's well placed in both of those areas, to to really talk us through it? So, just from your perspective, really, if if you could uh, just tell us, you know, how how is the cost of living crisis impacting convenience retailers in, in terms of the costs of doing their, their business?
5: Well, um retailers i think are doing everything they can to support their customers at the moment and they're trying to keep their prices down but uh you know inflation is here and inevitably the sector is facing rapidly increasing costs so there's no two ways about it those costs will have to be passed on and we all know the reason for those costs are out of the control of of retailers and wholesalers for that matter um, which is, you know, economic and supply chain turbulence leading to prices going up, and and that looks like the 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 upward uh, pressure on prices will will continue for for a little for a little while longer. Um, but even the Bank of England are predicting inflation rates will reach ten percent by the year of by the end of this year. So you know, supported by partner wholesalers like ourselves, you know, trading teams are investing in buying ahead. New formats or packs, better stock management, and and obviously trying to buy the products in the most efficient way possible for the manufacturer and ourselves, leading to better pricing. You know, but but the point is, the 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 market conditions are inescapable, uh, whether retailer or wholesaler, and it just looks like it's going to continue to get tighter.
0: Yeah, and and what what sort of advice can you give to sort of how they can better manage their costs?
5: Well. Uh, the advice that they they would uh, be fully aware of themselves is buying at the very best prices. Um, you know, hence we've opened our, our depots for collect to all our retailers, our facial retailers, um, to ensure that if they so chose to, they could come in and collect their products and buy them at the very best prices. Uh, similarly, you know, whether it's fewer deliveries in or fewer visits to a cash and carry, Retailers can consolidate their orders and their uh, or their collections, as such, into fewer trips or or fewer deliveries, but larger baskets to maximize um, any rebate they might earn, to minimize the cost of any distribution they might incur or the cost of collection that they might incur. You know, when, and obviously they should try and maximize when core lines are on promotion as well, and and try and put the stock into their into their. Uh, store as such. Another opportunity is re- reduction of wastage, clearly, you know, chilled and fresh. Um, re- you know, retailers need to challenge every single cost line they have in their business to mitigate as much of this as they can do. You know, reducing energy usage by changing LED, uh, well, changing light bulbs to LEDs, putting doors on fridges as an example, having movement sensors in, in, in the back of office areas or ablutions. Or, or, or that automatically turn lights off and make colleagues aware of energy-saving behaviour. Um, but clearly the biggest single cost is still the cost of goods, and retailers need to review profit margins at category and line level. Um, they need to think about investing more cash into buying stock at the close of promotion periods, ensuring price changes are action daily. Of course, own brand products are cheaper to buy, so also ensure maximum range coverage that they can sell um into their consumers and um when promotions do go live it's very important for retailers to ensure that the point of sale is displayed at the shelf edge highlighting the value to the customer to make sure and to make sure that they've got great availability of those products
0: Uh, and people will be saying of course that this kind of economic um landscape that uh, it's going to be uh game on for the discounters they're going to be rubbing their hands how does the convenience sector traditionally fare in these sort of times?
5: I think independent retailers are tenacious and creative. We all know that about 41% of British consumers shopped at their local stores more frequently than they did before the crisis began, the the coronavirus crisis, because of the fact that it was uh, local and they had availability. Sea stores are time savers during recession, and, and people may not spend as much per visit um, uh, but So they become more convenient uh, and the, as, as an alternative to going to a, a larger store. Consumers may, you know, as a result of visiting the local store, not only uh, avoid temptation uh, of uh, buying things they don't necessarily need, but they will also save fuel costs because they won't necessarily need to transport to uh, an out of town or a larger supermarket and, you know, therefore reduce their overall mileage. So I would say historically, convenience stores have remained strong during recessions due to convenience and the local factor. The difference this time compared to previous recessions is that many towns in the UK now have a discounter as well. So independent retailers will need to be more aware than ever before about the price they sell at as consumers will benchmark those two different options: discount and convenience stores.
0: Uh, and and what therefore can wholesalers like yourselves do? Uh, can do more of really to support retailers at this time.
5: Well, it's supporting through uh, promotions, uh, whether it's price mark pack uh, on you know selfish executing promotions, um, uh, and offering the very best prices. You know, obviously keeping our prices as low as possible, whether it's through promotion for collect goods. Um, as the cost of service cheaper for the wholesaler, and therefore passing that on to the retailer who collects is is, is definitely a way forward. Uh, we, uh, best way, we pushed back on a on the the fuel levy, as you know, and this is a tough pill for uh, retailers who are primarily delivered to swallow. Um, other things that we focus in on is sharing as much insight, best practice, and functionality to support their business. For example things like digital apps Um, and of course we continue to work with suppliers to build in the increased costs of doing business into the price mark packs product margin to ensure retailers are still motivated to range pmp you you know while there may, may be inflation the pmp can actually deliver improved margin for the retailer at the same time um you know as i mentioned also the own brand ranges are important and they are available through us Um, and obviously new products are being introduced all the time to help retailers give their customers great value for money Um, and then last but not least uh, uh, we've got to ensure we've got brilliant availability on promotions and and other products right up until the last day because as 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 I said earlier retailers probably need to spend less time traveling around trying to to get products and availability and they need better service so that they can keep their costs of operation down.
0: Well, Dawood, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, it's really get, really great to get your thoughts on this. And I'm sure uh, it's a subject that is very much front and center of many uh, retailers' minds. It'd be good, to, good for them to to hear hear your thoughts on it. Uh, some interesting food for thought there from Dawood. Aidan, how crucial is it, that wholesaler relationship in, in the current climate? It's absolutely essential um
2: that would outline some really good advice and what uh, best way is doing to help its members and uh, I no doubt other other wholesalers are doing something similar um retailers just need support from wherever they can find it, and if that's c store the grocer lumina trade buddies, other wholesalers, so be it. I think any retailer who is not speaking to their wholesaler right now um about how what help is available, I think they're in some for some real hard times.
1: Yeah, I'd be really curious to see what happens with route to market and delivery in particular. So that's a a mega trend that we saw. But as it's been discussed, retailers will be wanting to get deliveries as much as possible to save on their fuel costs. But wholesalers will probably be wanting to bring retailers back into in-depot shopping. So it would be interesting to see who, who wins in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, with a crystal ball, it's very difficult to make predictions of, you know, how difficult things could get or how long they will last. And, you know, obviously in the last few days, we've seen uh, increasing political uncertainty adding to the economic uncertainty that we're facing at the minute. Uh, but uh, let's let's sort of have some key takeaways at the end, you know, for for retailers' predictions, what's coming ahead, but hopefully maybe with a bit more of a spin on what, uh, positive retailers can take and what what they can do in this very very difficult time.
1: Yeah, I guess for me it would probably be less impulse purchasing. Something that we'll see. So obviously rising inflation has really driven this decline in impulse purchasing, which is usually such a strength of convenience. Consumers have less disposable income, so actually more likely to be um, following a strict list, I suppose. Um, but consumers do still want to treat themselves, so. Here, it's all about driving temptation, because that's the one um, driver of impulse shopping that we're actually seeing hold steady. So here, if I was a retailer, I'd be looking for even more support from from brands and um, and manufacturers in point of sale, in activations, all with the goal of driving that temptation. And I think my other prediction would be, increased uh, competition from discounters so something we've seen recently is a really notable uplift in convenience shoppers who are also visiting discounter stores all of this led by increased price sensitivity so we've seen this metric go from about 30.5 percent to 33 percent shopping in discounters also once a week or more and again that's really driven by that 35 to 44 age group who make up a really significant chunk of the market and Although it's difficult to compete with discounters on price, here retailers can really be thinking about how to add value in other ways, maybe by offering surfaces like post offices, pharmacy, cash machines, or or maybe delivery collection returns. So anything that's a, a value add, especially one that will help shoppers save on rising fuel costs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt shoppers are going to be, um, you know, visiting more stores, shopping around more. But for the for the for the C store owner, the retailers, it's about making themselves that part of the community. And I'm sure that's that's what you would agree with.
2: Oh, absolutely. And I think uh, with shoppers being more um, willing to shop around, I think it's important for retailers to be transparent with their pricing um so sometimes divisive but more price mark packs will help shoppers um budget better while in store um and as balani said like you know offering those extra services they will be crucial for independent retailers at the moment so they need to be speaking to any service provider that they think would legitimately work in their store
0: yeah absolutely and and again you know and, and ultimately it's about you know really Managing every every single line, every cost that you've got. Uh, you know, interesting that you know certainly things that you know. Chaz was talking about there about uh, you know does he need all of the uh, the, the different uh, uh, slushy machines and things like that that he's got. You know. It, 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 is everything as cost you know making money for them at this time or is it a cost and um, but obviously without the, the, the removing too much of the theater from stores the real challenge for ahead but i think retailers you know have to they have to be ruthless but you know to get again it's they know this better than anyone they know they know they know what what is cost what what's what the costs are rising what profit they're making so i mean it's uh has got to be a battle but you know as darwood said it's uh these guys are very, very resilient, and uh, they've been through tough times before, and I'm sure they'll be, through you know, they'll, they'll see their way through this one as well.
2: Absolutely, yes, they're going to have to be forensic with their entire range and offering, um, and yeah, you, you just, there's, there's, there's no scope for something that's nice to have anymore. I think, which which is a shame. Um, I've spoken to other retailers who are reconsidering delivery services because of fuel prices, um, so. Yeah, there's some some tough decisions to be made by retailers over the next few months, um, and that's before we get into energy price rises in the autumn, maybe next year, um, and business rates coming back properly.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh, we watched all this space. It will be uh, it will be very interesting to see. Uh, hopefully um things will uh, improve for retailers and, and their situation. I'm afraid that's all we've got time for um in this is an episode of the convenience mix. Uh thank you to my co-hosts Blonnie and Aidan and our guests this time, uh Chaz Chahal and Dawid Pervez, and thanks uh, to you the listeners. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Convenience Mix podcast on your favourite streaming service. And uh, to keep you up to date with all the latest news, views and insights from the convenience sector on uh, conveniencestore.co.uk, The Grocer and Lumina.